show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's the Undercom. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Welcome to The Undercard. It's episode 221. We went past the 220, 221 mark. And uh, we're going to call this show The Road to the Joe because Joe Louis Arena is happening February 4th, Donna Frio. Uh, if people don't know, Joe was one of the uh, first people to give me a media credential, so I always have a soft spot for uh, Joseph Donofrio. He's a good guy, loyal guy, always worked well with uh, the undercard too. Um, But I do have to throw in really quickly a retraction from two shows ago. Uh Oh, Not not us, not us. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Eddie Jafar... Um, and he apologized and immediately um, told me to mention it on the air, said that he had something to do with James Gordon Smith's fight in November at the Detroit Brawl. Um, he said that it came out wrong and that actually it was matchmaker Dennis Turner who created the fight and that he didn't have anything to do with the fight. So Dennis Turner and Eddie wanted me to uh, resolve it on the air, and we did. And you know what? I can tell you this about Detroit boxing right now. The promoters, um, they're a lot of fun to work with. The matchmakers are a lot of fun to work with. I think Detroit boxing is in good hands. Uh, We're just coming off the Detroit brawl, which I'll talk about in a second. But uh, February 24th, uh, two undefeated fighters from Detroit. Um, You see that in MMA, but you don't see that in boxing. Traditionally, people travel out of town to get... Uh, fights they won't fight people that they see in the gyms, but Demetrius Banks is going against Craig Lewis. Um, both have not just you know really good undefeated records, but they have great followings in Detroit. Uh, we just came off the Detroit brawl, and then I know Eddie Jafar is looking to throw a fight in March, and the rotation continues. The good news is that I am seeing the fights get better, and this main event on February twenty fourth is a main event that a lot of people wanted to see. There's a lot of backstory behind Banks and uh, Craig Lewis that we'll talk about as we get closer to those uh, dates. But the cool thing is that I, I'm seeing an improvement. I'm enjoying it. Um, the promoters are very fun to work with. And Detroit Boxing, uh, we're definitely not on life support. We're definitely not critical. Uh, we just need some uh, physical therapy, I think, to to – finally be healed and we're getting there i'll tell you what another good crowd another rocking crowd um it's tough to beat the mo adams crowd because that thing is just <laughs> like a rock star show i mean you leave in your ears are bleeding like, yeah it's like you saw like dokin or guns and roses in 89 or something we to throw out the dokin exactly <laughs> <laughs> well, weren't they the loudest band ever i think i so, think they, yeah. they were Wait, known wasn't for, it pronounced dokin i don't know yeah Docking is something Take away my metal card. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But the thing is that uh, it was a very loud crowd for Leonardo Tyner, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But first off, uh, big, big fight week for boxing fans. If you'll remember, July 30th, 2016, not too long ago, it was at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. 
uh, Frampton versus Santa Cruz, which was uh, nominated for Fight of the Year. Um, I don't know if it did win Fight of the Year, but it was definitely nominated for the Fight of the Year. It was uh, for the WBA Super Featherweight title. Frampton won a 12-round majority decision. Uh, one judge had it, though, 114-114. Frampton had the higher accuracy in the rate. And now the sequel that's happening this weekend, Bigger, Better Place, MGM Grand, Las Vegas. And I tell you what, it's not the big fights, the Mayweathers, the Pacquiao's, that that true boxing enthusiasm or enthusiasts look for. I tell you what, give boxing a chance. Watch this fight. Watch Frampton versus Santa Cruz too. Watch two guys that don't like to clinch, two guys that have amazing accuracy. It would not surprise me if a one or these one of the two fighters go down maybe a couple times in this fight this time around, but they'll get back up and they'll continue fighting probably to a decision and I mean, this is what I live for in boxing. I've been excited now. Rochelle will tell you for like two weeks just driving around going Frampton, Santa Cruz, Frampton, Santa Cruz. I'm more excited than they are probably about the fight. So I'm very excited. Give it a chance. I'm not going to do my predictions until after weigh-in, but it will be the first official 2017 Kid Vegas prediction. I actually saved it for a special special occasion. Somebody wanted me to waste on Tio Ortiz versus uh, and I was like, uh, no. So I, I waited for a special occasion. We're already almost a month into this 12-month year, so this uh, this will be good. I want to see what they weigh in at, and then we'll make a good, educated decision. If you bet behind me, remember, bet responsibly and play the whole card. You can't just pick one fight out of every fight I give you. Those are the rules, and then we win. So, so that's the gamble more is what no I'm not is saying what, is what it gets down no no to. no Jim, Jimmy would verify it's the people if you play the whole card if I give you six fights mm-hmm. you got to play the six fights because we come out five and one or four and two right. with the odds in your favor it's yeah. the one that just plays the one right so uh, it's a big kid wait Vegas uh, weekend here we're gonna have predictions again and um, we're gonna start it off right. And this is the fight I feel most comfortable actually picking too. It's like like I said, I gotta see weigh-ins though. Gotta see how how they look at weigh-ins, and then we'll go from there. Uh, but Frampton versus Santa Cruz, Marv. I know you won't watch, but Jimmy, nope, give it a chance. Probably not. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm just All right, hostility from Brad. <laughs> I'm just against you. Yeah, I'm just saying no. you're not gonna watch it. Though. Well, this is the first time you guys have sat next to each other. I think ever. Ever? No, yeah, we yeah. Never that's have. right. You're, ever. you're within Jeb. So now he can yeah. see. He can see what I'm looking at on Facebook <laughs> or on, uh, on on the internet. Right. <laughs> no, it's exactly. Reddit right now. But just huh. increasingly levels of shameful. Right. You know what? Actually, no, I'm looking no. at Reddit. Oh, okay. Um, I was reading about how President Trump signed an executive order to move forward construction of Dakota Access. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's actually looking how to grow organic daffodils. Uh, Is that how his skin gets that pallor that it does? (laughs) What was that noise? That was that was my phone. No. Uh, (laughs) Let's run. I I don't want to turn the volume down because then I don't know if it's going to work with the thing. Let's run run through really quickly uh, the bout sheet. Uh, Marcus Wheeler, who was supposed to be Jacob Bonus's uh, opponent. Uh, made weight, and then there's two stories out there. Either he got sick or he injured himself after the weigh-in, but he did not show up to the Masonic Temple, which is a shame. Uh, you know, the Bonus Brothers have gotten in a lot of legal trouble, and, uh, you know, Emmanuel once said, you know, if they could stay out of jail, they would have been, you know, great fighters. They're very talented. I was curious where Jacob was, wanted to see where he was. Not like Marcus Wheeler was going to give him much opposition, but just to see him in the ring would have been great. But Marcus Wheeler did not show up. Uh, Marcus Carter, 
uh, Motown Bully. He wins at the 123 mark in the second round versus Timothy Dunn, who uh, Timothy Dunn had tattooed on his belly, and he was big, fat boy. So it's kind of like the Fat Amy skit in Pitch Perfect where he was making fun of himself before someone could make fun of him, I think. Oh, okay. Because it was his nickname too. He was right. introduced as Fat Boy. So I was oh, like, okay. all right, I get it. Was his real name Fat Patricia? No. Oh, okay. It was Timothy Dunn. Oh, okay. Who was 0-6 with one draw. Uh, so he came in at 302 pounds. Marcus Ooh. Carter's a big guy and he was at 272.2. Uh, Dwayne Ziegler, first time back in a while. He wins by unanimous – Ah, sorry, unanimous decision over Charles Clark of Dallas, Texas. Um, I'd like to see Ziggler use more of the jab. Um, that came from a, a friend of mine who said more jab. But I thought more body work. Ziggler has amazing power. His five wins up until then were by five KOs. Um, he just didn't work the body enough, and I thought it would open up the headshots. But Charles Clark, um, actually a pretty good opponent. I mean, you know, Ziggler's power is pretty pretty uh pretty amazing so some other highlights uh holmes from uh flint michigan now moves up to five and zero uh with three ko's in the 259 mark of the second round he beat brian goldsby uh zuboff alexi zuboff our friend right right this is the yeah. best alexi zuboff has looked okay okay i've seen him twice uh since he came over the states and he wins by uh, 105 of the third round. It was a ref stoppage, so he gets the TKO victory. This was Hungary versus Russia because he was going against Andreas Samor, maybe? Okay. Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> and uh, Zuboff moves on and uh, wins. Our good friend Junior Wright from Evanston, Illinois. Uh, Jimmy, can you name me two other famous people from Evanston, Illinois? No. Okay, Cindy Crawford's one. Okay. Eddie Vedder too. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Okay. All right. So, anyways, junior I don't, right. Chicago Eddie doesn't really matter to me. Really? <laughs> really? Right. But it's right. the second city, Jim. It is. It's true, right? It's behind. That's New only York. because they burnt down the first one. Wow. Hey, and they rebuild it right though. So, junior <laughs> right wins <laughs> by a knockout at the two hundred four second round mark against uh, Damon McCreary. Uh, Damon McCreary. This is the second time I've seen him fight. Of uh, the last two years, and he got injured at the Royal Oak Music Theater. I like uh, McCreary very much as a person, and I think it is time for him to hang it up. Uh, Junior Wright was fighting at heavyweight for the first time, moving up. Uh, that might have a, a lot to do with McCreary, who is at 272 pounds, so maybe that's the only way he had an opponent if he moved up. I didn't get a lot of chance to talk to Junior Wright, but you know what? He took care of business. Fight of the night, easily. Uh, was DeAndre Ware from Toledo, Ohio. He came into the fight at 8-0 with six KOs. He went, went against a tough guy by the name of Juan Sanchez from Mexico. Uh, his record wasn't that impressive, but I can tell you this about like Mexican fighters. They're just very, very tough. And uh, DeAndre Ware had everything that he could possibly ask for in a fight. The thing went to split decision. Uh, I'm sorry, split draw, not split decision. Uh, one judge had it 57-57. One judge had it 58-56. The other judge had it 57-57. Jerico O'Quinn, who was just on the show last week, took care of his opponent, Angel Carvel J. maybe? You could tell I definitely didn't write for Fight News this week <laughs> because I did, I'm not pronouncing the words. Uh, but he moves up to 5-0 and uh, with four KOs. James Gordon-Smith. Wins at the one-minute mark at the second round. He moves up to 12-0, seven KOs. 
And then Leonardo Tyner, the main event, stops, and I might be able to get this one right because we were walked through it. Estevan Dernaksik <laughs> from Hungary, who drops to 10 and 5 now as Leonardo Tyner stops him in at the 153 mark of the first round. Is that pretty close? There's a lot of consonants <laughs> yeah. in that name. I, I, I'm, uh, I, you know. Dernanich? Maybe. Dernadich. I think, doesn't I the CZ make it. a chill sound? Shh sound, like, I think. Sh- like a, yeah. yeah. Like, this is where Marv's supposed to make me feel good about myself. Well, I can tell you the best thing well, about um, Saturday or Sunday, Sunday, um, was the Ring Girls. The Ring Girls oh, were yeah. awesome. They were the best thing there. It's usually the best thing. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were good that night. No, you it always say it was a really if, fun fight to work. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of mm-hmm. knockouts and a lot of stuff going on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Good crowd. Good crowd for a Sunday competing against two blowouts of a football games i'm not gonna lie i was kind of surprised at how many people were there for sunday but the place is packed well, well they knew the lions wouldn't still be playing so well, rico, like, rico did promise he was gonna bring a large crowd and he did rico did yes i think a lot a lot of people there for tyner i think mm-hmm. yeah i think a lot of people moved tickets for that one that was pretty good it was the most i've seen uh filled seats there right i thought it was really good so that's the detroit brawl in a nutshell tyner now moves on to go fight and i don't have his name in front of me but he's fighting in quebec uh the olympian that's 10 and 0 so good luck tyner on that endeavor but like i said the the biggest disappointment was jacob bonus not being able to fight man he had his hands wrapped Mm -hmm. he was ready to go bonus doesn't show just decided not to show but i mean that's the fight game man i've seen everything now i mean it's just i mean that doesn't surprise me at all no, Marv, you're supposed to make me feel good when I mispronounce a name. You're supposed to say, like, what, what, what do you say every time I mispronounce a name? Uh. It's a compliment. <laughs> it's a compliment to be. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that is sort of your thing. Yeah. It's a compliment. Okay. Yeah, I tried. How many, how many ways has Brad mispronounced your name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what fighters talk about when well, they're just sitting well, around. Well, Hooked on Phonics can't even help you there. That, there's yeah, no, yeah, there's nothing one. phonetic about that name. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just uh, you can't sound that out. You are, let's see, one, two, three, four. You're five letters in before you hit a vowel. Yep. <laughs> and then one, two, oh, there's an E. And yeah, there's, there's a, there's a there, much higher ratio. There's like three of, Hungarians on the card. It's because they're hungry for the fight. Ha. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> bad we, joke's bad, Marv. You should we, feel bad. We got really good guests in studio with us tonight. Which you all can see on Facebook Live. Yeah. I know. If you're watching on Facebook Live, this is something new that will be continuing on week from week. All um, two people who are watching us. Um, <laughs> really quickly, James Gray. From SFS, pro boxer and also pro MMA star. Uh, he was with us a couple weeks ago, but he still has more cool announcements. And probiotic vitamin taker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Stacy Roy, who is a personal trainer, who's going to be uh, talking with the girls about personal training here at the end of the show. And then uh, our main guest tonight is Juju Eau Claire. Uh, Juju is making her AMI debut. February 4th at Joe Lewis Arena. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com or Joe Lewis Box Office. So welcome to the show, Juju. Yay! You're welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, like, when I typically interview somebody that has not made an AMI fight or something, we just kind of have, like, a background conversation and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. People get to know you. Because I find that what makes fighting unique is that um, people's backstory, it's important. 
You know, yeah. you knowing a fighter's backstory determines whether you not you root for them. Really, I can tell you why I don't root for fighters because of their backstory, and I can tell you the fighters I do root for because of their backstories. So we're just going to start you off there. Um, first off, for everybody to know, you're making your Amy uh, start. How old are you? I'm 23 years old. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were growing up as a little child, like describe your childhood. Like, uh, what hobbies did you like? Were you into martial arts back then? Um, I did karate and I did ballet when I was about 10 years old, and um, I was always super drawn to ballet. And I came to a point where I had to pick one or the other. I went with ballet, and uh, when I was about 20 years old, I started watching a lot of MMA. A little bit of boxing, and I was really into it. Got drawn back into it, and I picked it up again, and kind of trying to take it seriously now. But those years of ballet helped you with flexibility. I'm Absolutely, sure. Absolutely, yeah. So you're still pretty flexible, which yeah, is very yeah. important in jujitsu and in martial arts. The ability, so that that it's not like you went total opposite way. No, or something. yeah, staying active the whole time. Uh, James, really quickly. W- Describe the first day you met Juju. How how she arrived to your gym? Uh, Juju actually came in a spar with some of our girls the first ever day. I didn't know her, and uh, she came in from uh, Amanda Bobby Cooper's old boxing gym. She was training there for boxing. Uh, she just kind of strolled in the door with another girl. I forget her name. Kelly. Kelly. Mm-hmm. She came in with another girl, Kelly, and uh, I saw them putting on sparring gear and getting up into the boxing ring. And I saw like Bobby putting on her gear and a bunch of other girls. And I'm going like, wow. These girls are probably super legit. So I, I watch them out there, and they're not sparring light. Like, they were they were getting after it. And then uh, so I come up, and I say, you know, you, you were doing really good up there. You know, how long have you been fighting and everything like that? How many competitions have you done? And she goes, oh, no, I haven't I haven't fought yet. You know, I, I just do this because I enjoy it. And I was blown away. I'm going, what? In the, you're, you're sparring with, like, like high-level professional females in the ring, and, and Juju was in there going after it, getting blasted. But there's just there's, – there's, like, two types of – girls that come into our gym to train there's girls that get like hit with a good shot and then they're like whoa let's take a step back and slow this <laughs> notch down and then juju juju is the opposite she would get blasted and it would just put more grit and determination on her face and she would just march forward even more trying to hit her back so she had Walking that, to a couple of punches <laughs> oh yeah she had that heart right off the bat though you can look at certain athletes and be like they have something that can you know be built upon quickly and then juju had that when she came in but there's also the relationship between the gym and the fighter. So what did you like about SFS that first day that kept you coming back? Um, after I got done sparring, uh, I sat down with Bobby and we talked for a little bit. You know, I came from the gym that she came from. It's in it's uh, DeSander, uh, mid-Michigan boxing. It was behind like a deer processing no, plant. I've been there. We've talked about the yeah. live fight. Oh, wow. yeah. 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 Right. I mean, Remember you walk in and there's like smoked meats like next to the go. ring and shit. And you're, you're talking the amphitheater back there. Oh, yeah. yeah. The pavilion. <laughs> yep. Yes. Next to the chicken coop. Yep. Well, um, I've been there. Yeah. So, you know, we sat and talked for a while and I, I really clicked with Bobby. She was super awesome. I clicked with some of the other girls. I spoke with um, Alex Van Horn. I remember she was one of the girls that I sparred and we sat and we talked and um, they just they just loved being there and it, it, it makes you want to be part of it. And um, I was I was I went into Sparta train for my first match, and then um, after that first match, I decided to join SFS. Awesome. I was like, I want to I want to be a part of that, and it was awesome. I I literally moved. I was in Mount Pleasant going to Central, and I moved 
uh, closer to Lansing so that I could be there. And then I ended up moving to Brighton a couple months after that. Right. Who who knew you could spar without mosquito spray? I mean, you know, it's just that you're indoors now. The whole world's different. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit about your background. You were talking off the air and stuff, but your your background, where were you born and your ancestry? Um, I was born in New York. Um, I moved to California when I was two years old, so I don't really remember New York. Grew up in California. Um, ended up in Michigan about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What brought you to Michigan? <laughs> Guy. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that I'm no longer with. I would like to oh. say. Yep. <laughs> the Enchanted Mitten one. Yeah. Yes. You're still here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so in in that that path of New York to California to Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of life experiences for somebody so young and stuff like that. Um, let's talk a little bit about what martial arts means to you. Everybody gets into it for a different reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, James was telling us his reasoning back then. And I think it's important to know that for a fighter. So what, what was it martial arts that drew you back after ballet? Um, I, the relationship that I was in, it was, it was a tough one. Um, I didn't, feel very confident in it at all. Um, I did a couple of boxing lessons um, over while I was at Central, and it I felt really good hitting something. Um, I got really drawn to it, and I think the guy that I was with at the time, he, he hated it. it. It made him mad that I did it, which made me want to do it even more, and he, I would come back with bruises, and he was like, that is so unladylike. I don't like it. Um, he wouldn't let me go to boxing classes, so I would, I would just, I don't know, I just, I liked it because it pissed him off, and I ended up being a little bit good at it, so I stuck with it. Did you ever lie to go to boxing class? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would, or I would, uh, I would, end my shift and I was supposed to be home and then I would sneak off and go straight to boxing class and it just pissed him off. Yep, come home with a black eye and be like, I was at a movie theater, I fell. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I was watching the hit of the year. Uh, So that's a unique story. I mean, uh, you're no longer with the guy, but... uh, It was the only thing at the time that made me, that gave me a little bit of confidence and made me feel a little stronger than how I was feeling in the relationship. So I got really drawn to it. Got attached I, I think to you're it. giving like a really PG version of of probably the mental mental and other stresses of the relationship that kind of draw that brought you to MMA and fighting world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like the which is fine. I mean, you're t- you're painting a very like oh not too bad picture. <laughs> Let's sprinkle a little think, sugar on this story. I think we can all figure out that the yeah. dude sounds like an asshole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, if you're listening, thank you for bringing Juju to the world of fighting by yeah. you. Yeah, really, really, you owe him a debt. Yeah, I you really. Owe him oh, a yeah. debt, really. I'll really. thank him. We one all day. owe him a debt. Thank you so, if you're listening. Thank you, Mr. Asshole. Yeah. There you go. That's Bag with sh- which one douches. I'm, I'm shocked. What's that? Bag with which one douches. Yes, exactly. I'm sure you're somewhere right now making somebody else miserable. <laughs> and uh, I hope. She takes up MMA. <laughs> I mean, if you want to keep sending students yeah. my way, I'm right, fine exactly. with that. Oh, how crazy We're would that okay be to like get like a <laughs> referral to, yeah. to fight someone? Yeah. You find out like you're like Eskimo sisters. You know? you're like, Listen, you're like, I'm in the new ideas. Maybe there can be referral fees. You know, yeah. bad relationships. Just send them my way. Yeah, right. About, like a Valentine's Day special. You, you, you bring in proof that you broke up with your yeah, boyfriend. Uh-huh. You get like a half off a, a membership. I will run that deal at SFS. Exactly. You know? There's nothing that's more like determined. 
and, and gritty than a girl that just got out of a relationship like, I'm going to prove to you. <laughs> right? Send them this way. I need proof you're out of that relationship and you get a deal to join. She's uh, like, does this does his finger count as proof that I'm out of the relationship? <laughs> now, you said you were into boxing, too. It, uh, I love females that are into boxing. Who, who did you like watching, though, growing up? I mean... Growing up, um, I didn't really watch boxing growing up, but once I started getting into it, I watched MMA first, mm-hmm. and then I would watch some of the MMA fighters who were boxers. So I'd watch like Holly Holm. And stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. And the crossover thing's just now huge. I remember, and I, I, I said this before, when the undercard six years ago, back even before it was a radio podcast, when we said we were going to mix MMA and boxing, people were like, you're, you're crazy, dude. And they just didn't understand what we were trying to do. And now everybody bounces back and forth yeah. and bounces back and forth. And, you know, it, it was one of those things where I looked at it and away from the sport, because the sports are different, everything else was the same. The promotion, promoters, the way people got paid out, the way the state regulated it. And it made sense to me. I was like, they're, they're the same sport but different sports at the same time and they're both done the same. Um, so crossover stars, we're just going to keep seeing that, I mean, over and over and over again. Heather Hardy um, from Brooklyn is trying to fight an Invicta. Her opponent dropped out, but Heather Hardy's a huge boxing star and she's moving over to Invicta. Um, so I guess my question is, do you – you want to continue boxing in MMA or are you just going to stick with MMA for a while? MMA is um, going to be the focus for right now. Okay. Yeah. And that seems to be more of the love then. Yeah. All right. It's a little bit more brutal. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this just because uh, of what we just talked about. But when you go in there uh, and face your opponent, do you put like your ex-boyfriend's face <laughs> like on their face and just swing for the fences? Or? No, I'm, I'm, I'm really far removed from that whole world. You know, okay. I, that, that was kind of like how I got into it. But it's not – it, I realize that's not what's keeping me going. It's something right. else that I had inside. I didn't know me. if it was like an anger. No, thing no, no. That that's that, okay. yeah. That was just okay. kind of like my intro into it. Gotcha. And, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite submission? My favorite submission, um, <laughs> probably an X arm bar. From a okay. closed guard. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I like when you asked that question. James just looked at her like, hmm, what are you going to say? Test. What are you doing? <laughs> I just didn't want the typical, like, guillotine. Like, no. Yeah, specifically no. from guard. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay. okay. My favorite submission is, ow, please let go. For God's sake. Go something like that. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite punch to throw? Um, we've, been wor- <laughs> we've been working on the power hook. Okay. And I'm liking that. I'm trying to figure out some different ways to set that up so I can use it, um, work it in. To the body or to the head? To the head. All right. A good friend of the show made the great point, and I've never even told James this story. Um, he likes to get knockouts by by the body work. And one day I just asked him, I was like, why to the body? He's like, because if I hit him in the head, he might not remember it. But when I hit him in the body, he will never forget Because <laughs> <laughs> if he awesome. has a concussion and he's just like any minute, seriously, he was like, he'll remember that as he tried to get up till 10. Like, oh, wow. That's awesome. Sucked it out. Um, but the head's, head's a lot of fun. Work the body, get, yeah. get up to the head. Um, I was trying to also think, too, as uh, women's MMA just keeps growing and growing and growing – um, what weight are you fighting at and where do you think you'll end up? Um, I'm fighting at 125 for this first fight coming up. Um, 
I definitely would like to make the jump down to 115. I think I can do You're that. You're already at 115. She's walking at 126. Just walking at. Okay. So, like, she is a 115. We just took a 25 fight because that's what was offered and that was the only thing really available. And she's an amateur. But realistically, that is a within 48 hours she'll be on 115. That's an easy water cut to want. Because as an amateur, on the Donna Frito show, they get three pounds. Right. So that's 118. You're talking, we could cut that from if we started tonight by tomorrow at weigh-in, she'd be 118. Mm-hmm. So she's really a 115 already. And the fact that she's five foot eight, five foot eight and 115 is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was asking him earlier tonight before we came here. I was like, she doesn't look like she's cutting weight. Yeah, no, she's not. She's not going to cut any weight for this. She's just going to walk in on weight. Nice. That's perfect. Yep. Uh, and now there's so many different weight classes, different weight options. James, you've been here where, like, you know, they started off with one class and another class. It looks like, you know, it could be eventually we might see even, you know, light heavyweight girls and stuff. Who knows? The, the growth is, is yeah, you huge. Got, you got, like, Gabby Garcia. Like, where mm-hmm. does that girl fit in? in exactly. Yeah. But you got you to gotta fit that in. And, mm-hmm. you know, you start off at, at you know – what was marketable at the time, and I understand. I'm blown that. away that the UFC is adding a 45 before a, a 25, 25 or a 105. I agree. I cannot believe that. There's got to be more talented, world class women at 25 or even 105 because that just more women fit into that range than the 45 class. But you know, I think that that pool is going to be so shallow. Who are you going to after Megan? Who, I don't know who is it? Uh, who's fighting for the? Uh, 45 title. It's uh, Holly and uh, Holly and Jermaine, Jermaine. Durand. Yeah. Okay. After that fight, if Cyborg gets cleared, she takes either one of those two out. Who is there to fight Cyborg? No one. She's already smashed everybody at an invictor. Right. Yeah. So the the, the division is going to be like dead unless you're just bringing in people to be victimized by Chris Cyborg until you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Until you find other women. But at 25, there's so many women around the world that are world class that you could bring in. I'm sure there's 45 out there too that are probably like, hey, stop, you know, don't hate <laughs> on my weight class. But overall, there's more women at 25 than there is at 45 for MMA. This is all speculation too. I'm no source here, but now that we've seen Ronda get totally picked apart in the way. UFC was avoiding Cyborg. I kind of think they knew that Ronda had no stand up and that Cyborg would, would knock her into tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I, it had to have been. That would be the only reason that you would have passed on those millions and millions. Even when Ronda was at the absolute top of her career, hype of her, you know, where, where everyone thought Ronda was the best in the world, people would bring up to me the Cyborg and the Ronda fight. And I said, I just don't like that fight for Ronda. I think she is in a, she'd have to be in a desperate mode of please come here let me grab you before cyborg knocked her unconscious and the way that ronda her head was always right on the center she she wasn't crafty at all about working her way inside i just thought that was a horrible matchup i you know i see cyborg first round ko in under 30 seconds in that fight because they always they always pitched as the weight difference and where would the weight be but really they they make that work if they want to fight to work absolutely and obviously absolutely we've, we've seen it happen in so many fight games that eventually that if they really want it to work. Well, she was such a moneymaker for the UFC. Would you really risk it? Let's say they even thought maybe Ronda will win. They wouldn't They wouldn't put their money on it to like, let's see if she gets demolished. You right. Because then there goes the product that they Well, created. that's that's what we talked about last night, uh, last week really quick. I don't want to get off subject. We get back to Juju. But that, I, I think all this talk about Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, they UFC doesn't want this. No. Because what if Mayweather just skunks him? Your only star right now, Conor McGregor, and yeah, but totally why wouldn't skunks he? him. Like, I am one of the biggest Conor McGregor fans. What he's done in the sport is unbelievable. That man came in and said, I'm going to do this, this, and this, yep. and then did it. That's amazing. But to say that he would go into another athlete sport, sport at the – that the 
absolute peak of the sport and beat him in that discipline is ridiculous. It's just as ridiculous as do the MMA fighters go into world-class jiu-jitsu competitions like ADCC and dominate? No, they get wrecked. Mm -hmm. They get wrecked. So why would it not happen in boxing? Why would it be any different? You know, and so would you take just an MMA fighter that's a decent wrestler and put it in the Olympics for wrestling? Nope. No, you don't. You don't. There are rare exceptions, but like that's that's like Dan- Daniel Corby. And people be like, oh, well, he's a, he was an Olympic wrestler first that yep. then went to MMA. You don't take like an MMA guy that's like, hey, I can wrestle and throw him in the Olympics. He'll get killed. You know, so why would you why would you even think that McGregor would would last against Floyd? I don't understand. What would you describe Juju's discipline as? Obviously, she comes from a martial arts background, stand up or, or is she a grappler. Well, what would you say? she's incredibly gifted in, in, in the way of her physical abilities, probably actually because of ballet. Uh, watching her move makes me want to put like Parisian in ballet. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm serious because this girl can kick straight over her head at an eight foot target and, and maintain all of her power through the range of motion. It's remarkable. So she's built to be a striker. But I'm also – I've been working with her relentlessly on her jiu-jitsu because I'm like I will not have someone just take you down and then be able to beat you because you don't learn the ground game too. Like I, I want to build her into be being a world-class striker that is a nightmare for people on the feet. And if you take her down, she subs you. That's my goal for Juju as a, as a fighter. But uh, – I don't know. It's hard to say what she likes more because, like, at first she did did not like jujitsu at all. No, she hated jujitsu. <laughs> She'd be like, "Oh my god, jujitsu again!" But recently, she's been having a lot of success, and I've been all of our private lessons have been built around grappling mm-hmm. to really make sure she's prepped. And she's been killing it with her grappling. So now I don't even know. Is it a good and answer. She's just straight yeah. faced about the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. I I just I wasn't excited to do jujitsu class. Um, I wake up in the mornings and now I'm excited to go jujitsu. I'm excited for MMA class. I'm excited about striking. Still not excited about wrestling. Never will be. But you know, <laughs> at least you're being honest. That's the most important. No, no. Why is that? <laughs> Who likes wrestling? If you if you didn't grow up in the yeah. sport of just smashing your face into the human body over and over and like just yeah. gritting through cross faces and stuff, it's just not the way and, to spend your night. J- he James knows that I don't like wrestling, so he makes me wrestle a lot. <laughs> and so recently, I've been trying to pretend that I like wrestling, kind of like as a reverse psychology thing. She seriously came into the gym the other night and went, "No, I really love that drill. Can I do that one more round?" Yep. And I go, and we yep, did, we did actually, you can round. do it two more because I know you hate this drill. <laughs> and, and, and she went, damn it. Like, yep, she tried to play it off like, I, I don't mind this wrestling drill. And I was like, you're full of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, James is tough to beat in a lot. And psychology would probably be really tough, too. Like, uh, you okay, Jimmy? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's all choked up yeah, about he it. he thought that one was hilarious. <laughs> We took Jimmy out. <laughs> we took Jimmy out. Well, we're going to take our first quick break. We're going to be back with Juju Eau Claire, and uh, we're going to also mix in some more James Gray announcements that happened over SFS over uh, Ooh, later on. And then uh, we got Stacy Roy. She's going to be talking about uh, basically some meal planning, some uh, training, personal training stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come back in a few minutes. We got to check on Jimmy. If he dies, I mean, uh, the insurance premiums go up. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. (laughs) All right. See everybody soon. We're listening to the Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. Why couldn't you stay calm? And we're back. Excuse me. I'm still kind of choking a little bit. 
Mm. He said to come back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that early. I told you, 45 uh, seconds. He was texting on his phone. Time's it's all right. No, I wasn't was texting on my phone. I did uh, put it to silent, though. That's new for the show. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's um, kind of a big deal. So Bellator was the big news over MMA, and so we'll get Juju and uh, everybody's opinion here on this. So Tito uh, Ortiz was uh, fighting again. Mm-hmm. There's gels on it. Yeah, you gotta whisper it because he talks so cool. No, no, actually, uh, Sanin's, uh I, If you could play the audio of it, he was very humble in I his loss. Try. Actually, <laughs> um, it's on our Facebook page. If you scroll down, yeah, I thought I, I thought he did a great it. job of giving Tito Ortiz. Brett, uh, what were your thoughts on the actual fight? I don't think it's rigged, like people say it's rigged, because I can't, I can't. I can't accept that. I can't accept that either because I like to believe it's like the kid that refuses to believe in something that being corrupt. And right. I got all the respect in the world for Bellator. I mean this with no disrespect, but mm-hmm. I will tell you one thing. I am a jujitsu practitioner. I've been doing that for 13 years. He was out of the choke danger. I promise you that. Right. The carotid arteries from that position were not being closed. So maybe he tapped purely just to discomfort. Maybe Tito Ortiz is a gorilla and was crushing his face, but the choke was no longer there. It wasn't lined up. He was off to the side, had the angle, could have effortlessly looked in. That tap was incredibly suspect to me. Right. It looked like he was holding him down from his chin. Listen, not it looked like the way you would like and, hug a little brother. Like, purple. oh, I got you. <laughs> his face was purple, but... It, it didn't look like I it was. I just don't under. think that was a legit I, choke. I, mean, I I thought even more suspect if we're going to go down that rabbit hole was how quickly he gave up his back. Well, Tito, yeah, and, Tito and, and was only the, there for about, a second. How about the Darce choke in the front? He slapped. He yep. tied his head. He slapped a full Darce choke on. Instead of trying to roll it, turn him with any type of attack, just let it go. And yeah. then and I was like, what? You know, I don't know. I want to believe that a fight will never be rigged because then it instantly ruins the sport for me if I believe that people at the top are rigging fights. But I can tell you, Chael Sonnen was not in danger of a choke when he tapped. Right. That's possible. Yeah. Right. I have the audio. Oh, yeah. I have the audio from that uh, and thing. For Chael, a lot of people were questioning that choke, um, the hand positioning, how tight it really was. Can you tell us from your perspective uh, what was going on there? Uh, how deep was it? Why you tapped? Although the choke, I was caught in. Yeah, that was tight. I, I thought I had him in one as well. I had my legs on the wrong side, but I thought I had him in one. I asked him after. He said no. He said I, I was ready for it. The one I was caught in. Yeah, that that was uh, that's that sucked. Yeah. So uh, you, you said you have a six fight contract. You intend to honor that contract. Does tonight's performance, uh, does, does tonight change anything for, you, for your plans? Well, tonight, look, tonight's helpful for me. I've been out for three years, and, and this was a long-term play. For me, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. I need to get those minutes in. And uh, I thought I did it in the practice room. I, I had some deer in the headlights out there. Tita threw a right hand right down the middle. Uh, right off the foot. There was just some positions that, you know, it was helpful. I hate to get stuck in those, and I, I hate to lose a competition, but... Uh, you know, I, I've got to get some minutes in. After, after three years, it, it's just it's just the way that it goes. So I'll be in the practice room on Monday, and uh, and I'll use it to get better. Was it more of a strangle or a crank, or what were you feeling from from Tito as that finish was playing? Out? <laughs> the choke that I that I tapped out in, uh, yeah. So it was a it was a rear naked choke. Um, <laughs> he was behind me. I was trying to fiddle around with his ankle, and I was putting pressure. And I asked him afterwards, "Hey man, was I close on that?" Uh, yeah, I don't know. I suppose I'd have to see it. I believe he had a rear naked choke. Brad, Do you still want Vanderlei Silva next? <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah, d- uh, definitely. You know, I, I don't want to use this as a as a platform to get something going with Vandal. This is Tito's night. You know, it's his birthday, and he retired, and and he won fair and square. And uh, I was completely ready for the contest. I had great coaches, great training, and I don't think I was too small. Tito thought I was too small for him. I, I don't think I was too small. I think that uh, he got a position. I think he won the position. Uh, as far as Vandalay goes, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm gonna fight Vandalay the next time I see Vandalay. Uh, but, but again, I'm the loser tonight. I'm not here to promote anything, man. This is Tito's night, and it's tough. Coming to a press conference when you lose is tough, but it's protocol. And we all follow uh, different codes. And I will say whatever I want before a fight, but by God, I will walk out there and answer for it. And if it doesn't go my way, I will show up at the press conference and hang my head as well. But this is Tito's night. So if if the fight is not rigged, which I like to believe it was not, a uh, very humbling way to do a press conference. You could actually learn from him. He, he was answering the questions not too upset and then said, you know, it is Tito's night. Um, like you said, though, James, uh, it wasn't a rear naked choke, but, you know, it, it wasn't locked in. His face was turning blue. Um. I like to believe it's real. I don't think it's any more rigged than the hoist crazy Ken Shamrock thing they just put on, <laughs> where Shamrock got hit and said because he got hit in the you know in, in hoist Gracie. I thought that fight was worse. Um, Bellator's kind of become like the senior PGA of like golf. You know, it's like past stars are getting another chance. Rampage Jackson is uh, now going against uh, uh, King Mo. Um, these are kind of fights maybe that just you know have. No place in in some leagues, but Bellator is trying to find a way to stay relevant. And back when I covered Bellator and it was Bjorn um, who ran it, uh, you had Ben Askren's in there. And and at one time I I put Ben Askren in my top ten of all time. It's amazing nobody ever gave him another shot and now he's doing his own wrestling academy and stuff because I never saw Ben Askren losing six seconds of a fight, let alone anything. Might have been boring. But Juju hates wrestling, but it was amazing what he could do wrestling-wise. He's so world-class in wrestling. He could just force you to have a wrestling clinic against your will. Exactly. I mean, was it boring? Yes, but he controlled every aspect of the fight. He just could never finish anybody, you know, and his grounded pound wasn't strong enough normally. But um, So Bellator's different now, you know. They they know what they're doing. They're they're selling these these old-time fights. And it's working for them. You know, they got a lot of money with Viacom. They can pretty much do whatever they want. And it's a different way. You know, back when Bjorn was doing it, it was Bellator versus UFC. And that that's, was probably the wrong way to do it because you're never going to catch UFC. And now the way Bellator is doing their own little thing and inventing their own thing um, totally, you know, makes sense. You know, market any way you possibly can. I can tell you that we stuck around a bar. We were doing a bar promotion for Donna Frio's event. We stuck around just to see it, and I can't tell you how often I don't watch Bellator. I just don't have the time to do it unless somebody says, you got to see this or see this person. So, I mean, they hooked me in by it. I mean, you too you had to see it, right? Yep. Um, but, you know, anybody's thoughts? Did you see it, Juju? I did, yeah. Yeah, what did you think? Um, it, I was a little disappointed because it was so hyped up mm-hmm. and uh, how it played out, but, you know, right. that's how it played out. 
and I mean, chances are we're going to see the same thing with King Mo and uh, Rampage. It's going to be like probably two minutes into the first round, somebody's going to win. I think they're just banking on the fact that it is like a different intrigue when you hear these names that you go like, you know, Ken Shamrock and Hoyce Gracie are both like almost senior citizens. <laughs> but you're like, I kind of want to see what would happen. All right. Okay. We, it's it's a whole different approach. You know? That's exactly what he was talking about. He's like, Tito Ortiz, he's old. Yeah. And, <laughs> so I'm saying it's almost like it's you don't really want to watch, but you kind of have to. We know? were we were watching uh, – we were at the same bar, ironically, when Hoist Gracie fought, fought Kim Shamrock. And I thought it would be funny. Uh, our waitress, who, who was a Hooters girl, she wasn't born the last time Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie had fought. <laughs> so I made her <laughs> hold up a sign that said – I wasn't even born the last time Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock fought. Nice. And it was done. funny because everybody was sharing it, but it was true. It was like, it's been a long time yeah. since you guys have fought. And they were marketing as like, oh, the end of the trilogy. It's like, uh, uh, I don't know <laughs> about that. so quick. I know. It ended so quick and Ken got, you know, hit there. Um, but I don't want to harp too much on Bellator because like, I, I do like that they're trying new things. Anything to get somebody interested in mixed martial arts is good. Um, you know, it's just that I, I, I go UFC, I go Risen, and then after that, it's really, really tough. I mean, where would you, who would you put third? Like Risen, I got to watch. Yeah. And uh, it's on, on off times and it's tough to find, but I'll find the links. In America, you, pr- you probably got to put uh, Bellator next. And I mean, Legacy's way up there. 1FC is huge, but that's not really as yep. big, big over here. But 1FC's, you know, really building a heavy following. Uh, you know, there's some big leagues out there, but it's definitely UFC's the pinnacle. And I think you're right that Bellator's taking the right approach to kind of attack a different avenue. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I mean, I've got a ton of respect for Bellator. I, I've, talk to their matchmaker on several points and we're trying to put some SFS people on a Bellator card because I'd love to see their show live and really experience like you know how they run things uh, but yeah I just don't think you can contend currently with the UFC uh, Gina slash movie star slash uh, probably you know open the doors for Juju even you know Rhonda gets the credit but Gina is the girl that busted through in women's MMA she put out a tweet that my favorite thing about last night, and she was talking about the Bellator event, was so many legends who built the sport were treated and appreciated in the same building. And that is true. Yeah. Bellator has everybody that, like Hoist Gracie, um, Mike Tyson's always around Bellator. Uh, we, we mentioned this uh, last time when UFC put out UFC 2. They had Mike Tyson in the game, and I thought the ultimate insult was the week that game came out and they were advertising Mike Tyson in the game, he was, he was sitting at Bellator mm-hmm. next to Bellator people. Well, obviously, they're they're giving love to these people, and they're really taking care of them, and that's cool to see because they are icons of the sport. I mean, these people that are competing really did pave the way for people to be able to do the stuff that we're doing now, so you got to have a you know a high level of respect for that. Um, let's talk unions. Uh, you know... You guys, um, especially you, James, let's talk about it. Um, do you think there should be a union? I know they're trying to do one with Bjorn and everything like that. but I mean, really, why not? You have people putting their health on the line and, and competing in a sport where like, your body is not going to be the same after you're a fighter. If you go through a hard career of taking wars and you know damage in the gym, out of the gym, you know that's a hard life. And you're doing it for the entertainment of people, for the chance at glory and the chance at a status that will last forever. And, you know, money to take care of yourself. But 
it's kind of like every other sport, like the NFL in the beginning. The owners, you know, took in 95 percent. The players got 5 percent. And then eventually people said, like, man, we're just not going to do this unless it, there's a fair share. You know what I mean? And why is the athlete that's out there that is the show, that is the draw, that ha- has all that? I understand the platform is the, the event. I'm not in any way. Man, what the UFC does for marketing for the fighters and builds the stars and gives us opportunity to live a dream, that's amazing. But the athletes should absolutely be taken care of to the point where it's not like, uh, you know, yeah, I just fought and, you know, smashed my head. in. Remember the Rory McDonald versus uh, Robbie Lawler fight? Yeah, uh, Those two men not, will never be the same from that fight. We had Stitch on and asked him about yeah. that cut <clears throat> that Robbie mm-hmm. had. And he said, it, I believe he said that it's the worst thing he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys. Or the lip cut. Yeah, yeah where the just lip. like moving. Yeah. I, oh, I legitimately <laughs> think that they lost years off their life right. that night. Mm-hmm. And like to do that for, for you know fifty grand, it might seem like a lot of money up front or whatever they got paid, but really in the scheme of life, you That's know, break one that hospital down. Hospital bill, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Exact, man. You know what I mean? I just don't know if that makes sense. I do think the athletes. I mean, you're performing for millions of people around the world, making the company, you know, Buku money, ridiculous <laughs> sums of of money. Why would you not be you know awarded for that? And that and that goes really quickly. If you're a fighter, you probably never want to be considered for fight of the night because you took some damage if that happened. <laughs> you know what, you know what I'm saying? You know what you want? Performance of the night. Yeah, right, when exactly. you went out there and had a phenomenal fight. but Or, yeah. or knockout of the knockout. night as long as that wasn't yeah, you. Uh, when, Mat- right. when Matisse bought, uh, boxed uh, Provetnikov, Provetnikov was peeing blood for like a mm-hmm. month and a half later. And that that was a war, man. Lucas brings it, and uh, Provetnikov brings it, and it was entertaining to watch. But you talk about that, like you know, they're no. I mean, that you you watch a battle like that where they're just slugging away, and it, we got it coming up again. Frampton, Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. This thing will look ugly at the end, and uh, you know they do it for our entertainment. I'm excited about it, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see fighters uh, taken care of a little bit better. Down the road. That's just me. Uh, but back to Juju really quick. You are fighting your AMI debut in Joe Louis Arena. Does that does that matter a little bit to you? Yeah, I, it's 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 huge. Um, I'm I'm not from here. We, I don't watch hockey. We don't watch hockey in California. So I didn't even shut know. Shut off her microphone. <laughs> shut it off right now and get no. her out of here. What about no. the San Jose Sharks? I'm, I'm okay with that. Or the Vegas Ducks. The Vegas I just thought they were the, big on the West the Coast. Vegas, no. The Vegas Golden Showers. I'm sorry, Golden Knights. <laughs> So, I mean, I didn't even know what the Joe Louis Trump is. Trump them. So, um, you know, I think uh, one of my teammates, he was super excited because he grew up watching the Red Wings. So I don't have that attachment to it. But just to be in like a big stadium like that and, you know, it's, it, it, it makes me nervous. I'm not going to lie, but I'm excited. Uh, named after one of the greatest boxers, boxers of yep. all time. Mm-hmm. So it has that connection to yep. it. And I don't know, you know, I'm not trying to, like, hype it up a little bit, but I think of the people that have fought there. Uh, Leila, uh, no, Leila Ali was just there. She didn't fight there. She fought at the Palace. But, um, you know, Thomas the Hitman Hearns fought there. The Kronk fight night's there. There's a lot of fight history. Any there. number of drunk people have fought there. Oh. That's true. In any Red Wing game, there's a drunk yeah. fight. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's really, really cool. That's something you're going to remember for a long time. Absolutely. Uh, James is the mental guru. He will definitely, you won't be nervous when you're walking down there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you'll be nervous. We'll have her in the right mindset. Nerves are a part of the game, and, and like yeah. you actually need it to be your best. Yeah. You need nerves to be your best. But right. she'll be in the right m- now, mental frame. Now, I got advice for you guys. You, you've been to Donna Frio show, right? Yeah. Wear earplugs 
when you're walking out. And no. I'm, I'm being no. serious yeah, because no. you're equilibrium. No, those Ooh. bangs legitimately throw you yeah. off. Right. Yeah. You, you, you put your earplugs in. This is, yeah. like this is oh, from the really? cushion. From the ca- no, he's Boom. not kidding. I actually, Kindness when I walk heart. out, I hold my ears. And Tasha? It looks like I'm like, oh, no. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell my it's husband because like he's going. Yeah. Yeah. It's like well, an it's M80 going off through. next yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kindness of your heart. That way you just keep that equilibrium still there from that. But yeah, just a little bit of advice. Also, don't chug a monster energy right before you Ah, yes, yes, yes. Correct. We were set up right by one of the the first shows we did, actually. First, like, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was uh, a fighter came off as a female fighter, if I'm not mistaken, yes. uh, just to make it relevant. And uh, she came out of her fight and like right in front of us just booted all over the place. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and it was ju- I mean, it was just pure monster, monster energy. But here's what was really bad. They like we said, they do a lot of pyrotechnics and fog and stuff. And so they hit the fog machine for the next fighter to come out. And so it just filled that area with fog and you couldn't see anything. So like hundreds of people were just walking through her vomit. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. uh, uh, any family coming in from out of town for this event? No, and I I, I like it that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit of added pressure. Um, I begged my coach Brian to please find me an out of state fight so nobody comes. I didn't want anybody coming. I didn't want him to post on Facebook or anything. But uh, James has been um, very encouraging to you know be open and just take it all in and. Um, Except that, you know, people are going to be watching and following. So I, I'm over that now. But, you know, family's going to be in California for this one. They can watch it later on video. Okay. James, how do you do that with somebody making their first uh, debut? Uh, Amy, probably the first time in front of a crowd. And you know what? I'll tell you what. Donna Frio, that lower bowl will be full. How, how do you prepare them for something like that? It's different. Uh, like I said, we're huge into psychology, and, and there's just certain just uh, wavelengths you want to stay on before a competition. And I actually have, like, not a fully pre-planned, but pretty much a pre-planned speech that I give to every single fighter the first time they ever compete to put them in the right, like, to bring everything into perspective. So when you're walking down out to the cage, it's not this crazy spectacle like, oh, my God, why am I doing this? Because I don't know if you've ever heard this from fighters before. Like, one of the most common things we – ever hear from somebody walking in the cage is why am I doing this? <laughs> like while you're walking down in the cage, your your fight or flight instinct is yeah. literally going like there is danger right there. I yeah. need to run that way. And people have a panic about like why am I doing this? So I kind of have like a thing that I break down backstage about like uh, I don't want to go too into it because it's 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 come across a long career. But basically like I break down I can describe to them exactly how they're gonna be feeling and then I explain why they're feeling that way all the way down at a core level of literally why her skin is feeling cold and she's got like her heart rates going faster. And I break that all down so it's a science, so that you understand the aspect of what's happening so it's not so foreign. It's all you, about the why. Yeah, when you understand something, it's not overwhelming to you. If, if, if you're hitting pads and you're like, I'm out of breath, I feel horrible, my strength's not here, oh my God. Uh, Man, you're going to go into the into the fight with the worst mindset. You're going to go out there like, this is the worst I've ever felt. This is not my night, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to crash. Or you can have it explain to you exactly how you're going to feel while I'm wrapping your hands. This is going to take place. This is going to happen. You're going to feel like this. And this is why. And then when you break all that down and you say like, man, I've been fighting for over 10 years. Every competition, I feel the exact same way. It's no different. There's no change. It's the it's fight or flight instinct is built into our human psychology for survival. And we have to learn how to overcome that as fighters. But you have to not only overcome that, put it on your side. It, that little bit of uh, doubt 
that starts in your mind when you go, I don't feel the way I normally do in training. If you let that spiral, you don't, your opponent doesn't even have to beat you. You'll beat yourself. So I have to get people to understand what's going to take place, why they're going to feel that way, and then we overcome it. Yeah, and I don't even know who you're fighting yet, Juju. I was going to ask you here in a second, but uh, chances are you fought the best at SFS, and whoever is in the cage with you, you've already won against somebody 10 times better and have held your own against somebody 10 times better. But do you, do you know who your opponent is now? Unfortunately, at the moment, I don't have an opponent. I had two people back out. Um, we're still looking. But three people. Three, three people back out. Yeah. Three people. Uh-oh. Back out, so I'm still oh, oh, oh. looking. We're we're getting close. Joe so. <laughs> told me he's got a couple people that he's like I'm very confident they're going to get locked in. Two girls from Canada both said that they would take it. We're we're waiting on an actual confirmation. It's really hard with debut people because like even Holly Holm or Ronda Rousey had a debut. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like you don't know what you're going to get. You can't really study a debut. But I know you know how to how prepared Juju is, and we just have to kind of take what take what comes at this point all right so going forward we're gonna dummy down your skills she's kind of flexible exactly she's training with decent people yeah uh we'll start not hyping you up so much so we're not scaring away everybody um but the things you're talking about james and juju i know you'll find an opponent because donna is good at finding opponents and stuff um you got to remember your opponents going through that at the same time too. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing I think w- that we do really well though is I, I don't think a lot of people break down the the mind and the science of it. So you have one opponent sitting in a locker room getting their hands wrapped that's mentally going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And their trainer's going, how do you feel? Are you ready? Let's, you know what I mean? And and now you got this fighter for the first time ever experiencing these feelings and they're going to walk out to the cage and the person's just going, you got this, bro. You got this. This is all yours. You know what I mean? Like it's your time. They don't know if they've got it. They don't know how to feel. They don't know why they feel this way. You know what I mean? So I really feel that a good corner and a, and a coach uh, drastically changes the entire experience for the athlete for the first time. You know what I mean? If, if I was prepping you for your first fight ever, Brad, and I for weeks broke down exactly how, we, how it was going to go, what it was going to be like, how we were going to cut your weight, how we, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then while you're getting your – your hands wrapped. I break down. Hey, you're going to feel like this. But this is going to happen. This is going to take place. Here's why. Bah, 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 bah. And I give you all the reasoning. Now you're going like, man, it's been just like they said. All camp was was scheduled. We got this. The weight cut was spot on. We made our weight. We we dropped exactly like you know we we thought we were going to. Why would this be any different? We're we're right on par. We're exactly where we should be. So it's just it's you know just the mindset. Absolutely. Uh, once again, we're talking about February 4th at Joe Louis Arena. Jimmy, you going to be there? You coming? Yeah, I'm going to try to. All yeah. right. Uh, Marf, you the- going to be there? Yeah, sure. All right. Oh, wow. Uh, see, Juju, right there alone. He's coming out that, of retirement. That's actually, four you years. don't even understand. That's a huge thing. Yeah. Marv never comes to these events. <laughs> That's a big. Oh wait, February fourth. Yeah, I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> but just remember, wait, it's Saturday, February fourth. Yeah, yeah, busy. <laughs> just remember, it's wait, what be time? The last, okay, I'm looking at your calendar right now on your computer, and there's nothing there. Um, <laughs> he's typing in something. Typing remember, this will be place. this will be probably the last MMA event at the Joe. Yeah, you, so you, you need to come just that. because of that. What time? Uh, seven o'clock. Busy. All right. <laughs> We'll actually Pick. give away uh, more we, free tickets. Will on we Facebook be on the too. ice again? Yes. Yeah. Will somebody throw up in front of me? No. Pro- <laughs> can't promise. Yes, I can do yes. it. I mean, just to 
you know, we can't we can't for promise entertainment value. One of us will. I will just so that you feel it has to be pure monster energy. I, I can I can chug a couple of monsters for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, you need to <laughs> chug a couple monsters, then just get your ass whooped by a girl. <laughs> I just won't eat anything, and I'll just drink a bunch of monsters. Whatever. Pure monster. This this lady got her ass <laughs> whooped and then threw up in front of everybody. All right. Jimmy, night. it's time for what's on tap, so you can uh, show me up on mispronouncing names. Okay. So hold on here. Because I was not, I wasn't sure when we were going to go on this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's what's okay. on tap, and then we're going to go a quick break, and then we're going to bring in uh, Stacy here for a little bit and uh, continue on our conversation. Uh, why is it not working? Hold on here. Oh, that's why it's not working. All right. Once again, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. That was loud. I know. All right, uh, starting off uh, boxing, January 28th at Las Vegas, Showtime and Showtime Extreme, Carl Frampton versus Leo Santa Cruz. It's a rematch, 12 rounds for Frampton's WBA featherweight title. Uh, Moving on to uh, HBO in Indigo, or Indio, California, we have Francisco Vargas versus Miguel Burchelt. 12 rounds for Vargas's WBC junior lightweight title. Uh, moving on to uh, MMA. Hold on, if my, uh, my computer froze. Hold on a second. Here we go. Uh, moving on to MMA. Oh, come on. Here we go. Uh, we have January 27th, Bellator 171, uh, Gilliard versus, do you know how to pronounce that name? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to murder it. That one right Smith. there. Smith. Nojikami. <laughs> Nojikami. All right, we'll go with that. Uh, that's a Kansas Star Arena in Kansas. Uh, and then we also have January 28th, UFC on Fox 23, um, Shevchenko versus Pina. And once again, that's once <laughs> sponsored by Falling uh, yeah. Down Beer Company. We're going to go to a couple songs and we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm excited right now. All right. We are back on the <laughs> undercard. Uh, Stacy, just move your mic a little closer to your face there really quick. We are being joined by Stacy. Eat, Stacey. It. Eat your mic. Yeah, <laughs> Stacy Roy. Get right up on it. Um, really quickly, give a background about yourself. Um, I've, uh, well, I've always been an athlete, I guess, growing up. I did soccer my whole entire Six. life, softball. Um, so I was always kind of like forced and, well, not forced. It was just part of it is that you did training for it and- so I was always athletic, and then I actually started dating like a very accomplished personal trainer when I was twenty or twenty-one, I think. And he kind of um, got me into into that, and I got certified and just kind of ran with it, and um, ended up loving it. I didn't know what I was doing or why I was getting into it, but I just it worked, and I was good at it, and so I just fell in love with it completely. And uh, before I turn it over to the girls with their questions. Um, but I will have questions too, as you could tell me, Marv and Jimmy. We aren't the height of fitness over here. What? Uh, yeah, what are you talking about? Talking about <laughs> Tim right. Hortons, Burger King, Mountain Dew. Hey, this is all I've had to eat or drink since Thursday. Okay, yeah, I wow. just know, but see, I, this, this I know, is just the Tim Hortons cup I found in the garbage. Okay, oh, even better. Yes. What I put, put it on the table. what I put in it's it. It's a detox I, tea in there, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, tea. yeah. So you know, don't judge. Okay. Hey, I'm just saying. But how many years again? Um, about seven. Seven. All yeah, right. Roughly. Yep. 
All right. So uh, I, I figured that out. Uh, SFS about the same. Yeah. Undercard about the same. You about the same. But we're all we're all that, right in that that post grad post grad yeah. part of our careers. All right. Who wants to go first, Tasha or Rochelle? Tasha. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, what would you say are some easy meal preps for beginners who aren't too familiar with prepping food? Like something quick and easy that they can just throw together. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really about what you like. You can't go wrong. I mean, honestly, actually, there's a lot of meal prep services that are out there now. True. And it's crazy. Um, they're popping up everywhere. And they're not as expensive as people would think. They offer discount codes a lot, too. Um, that's something you can kind of treat yourself to on occasions. Like if you know you're going to have a busy week, um, they deliver them right to your home. And um, like I said, 99% of the time, they're going to have a 20% discount code or something out there. But otherwise... Um, like just little snacks and stuff. I mean, you just want to make sure you're getting, if you can, a nice amount of healthy carbs, fats, and protein in all of your meals. Um, it works the best, and it'll keep you full longer. Um, meal prep options. Um, if you don't like fish. I don't like fish. Hey. Ugh, no. You don't have to eat anything that you don't want to eat. That's the fault in meal plans a lot of the time is you get this generic outline, and it's not tailored to you, and it doesn't. You know, do what you want to do. So I guess it's it's not so much about like what exact meals should I be eating or what things can I prep. It's just what do you like and what can keep in the fridge for a few days and just package it up and take it with you. It's you don't have to overthink it too much. It's just eat what you like to eat and make sure you just control your portion sizes. Okay, awesome. Now, really quickly, because I want to piggyback <laughs> off that really quick. Yeah. The number one thing though with meal prepping uh, or objection to it is the hunger after you've eaten your meal prep. What, how do you how do you gradually get people off that? Because uh, a lot of people that meal prep her question, they're mm-hmm. like, I ate my meal I prepped. And because your body's so used to the, the other stuff it's eating that like a half hour later, it's craving more food. And that's how people get off the meal planning. Half the time that's mental, though. And you're fine. You ate. Your body's fine. It's just your mind that's used to constantly snacking. And so it's just become second nature. It's subconscious to always be just snacking on something. And so if you do, I mean, there are times where, no, you actually are still hungry. You need more. But if that's an issue and it's a constant issue, maybe you need to up your fats, your healthy fats, or up your calories overall. Or find a healthy snack, whatever you like. They have so much out there. Um, You can do, like, beef jerkies. This sounds boring, but, like, almonds, they have a million different flavored and, like, almonds and stuff out there that are good. You don't feel like you're just sitting there eating raw, disgusting almonds. I mean... There's for any bad food that's out there. There's a healthy option now, and um, so you're recommending beef jerky because <laughs> podcast I mean, Detroit it's high sodium, but it's just sodium. Like, Drink it up water, like a, you're fine. There's a refrigerator full of meat yeah, sticks. Podcast there. Detroit's the oh, capital, meat, meat and I want to feel beef better. Jerky though, uh, yeah, podcast <laughs> Detroit's the capital of beef jerky. Well, <laughs> but you okay? Fine. He's like, I thought it was meat. We're good. <laughs> It's got meat in it. It's right. got beef well, in it. You it's know. got, much like alternate facts, I believe it's alternate meat. <laughs> we didn't say where the meat came from, all right? And then I have a question about the snacking part that you just mentioned. So I was told that you're supposed to eat like every two or three hours or something to keep your metabolism going. Do you suggest I that or just like three meals per day? Or no, what's honestly, it's, that is one of the longest running completely false one million percent false things that are out in the fitness industry and have been for, oh my gosh, forever. I mean, like it's still, I think, put out in like the oxygen magazines and stuff that that's true. And it's not your metabolism um, 
is based off the total amount of calories you eat in a day. It doesn't matter if you want to eat your 2,000 calories all at once or over 15 meals. It doesn't matter. Your body's going to treat it the same. I mean, ideally, um, I'd say most people... Yes, Brad just walked in. And this. <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Hook me up, brother. Meat sticks. There's nothing I like better than a meat stick in my mouth. It, oh, God. Oh. Mm. It's just totally uh, about your lifestyle, too, and what you right. can make work. And so you don't need to stress if you're like, you can't. Um, if you think you're supposed to eat, you know, your six meals or whatever, and, and you don't have time. I mean, no, just put it into three. Because that's completely false, and you can go check the science on it out there. It's it's one hundred percent not true. It doesn't your metabolism isn't a fire that's getting stoked or whatever. It's not true. Okay, that's good. And then, what else? What foods do you suggest you consume on a regular basis that are like super good for your system? So, like if you were to make a meal Meat plan sticks. for someone, <laughs> no, <laughs> some of like the reoccurring foods that you think are great for you. I don't do meal plans, which I'll, I think one of Rochelle's questions, I can explain that more. But like, I mean, as long as you're just trying to get like your micronutrients in, which if you don't have the healthiest diet, there's so many little um, powders out there and stuff that you can get all your micronutrients, the greens powders that have all the fruits and veggies in them um, that are really helpful, especially if you're on the go a lot and you have to eat out at fast food places and stuff. Those are good to have. Um, what, can you, what, what do you mean by micronutrients? Like what's found in your fruits and veggies and stuff like that, the, the vitamins, minerals, okay. all of that good stuff. Gotcha. Um, what are like some actual specific like name of foods? Like, I mean, you're saying like so much of the science. Names, imagine if you said like go out and I eat I mean, go this. out and eat your spinach. Go out and eat, you know, you can have your healthy fats and your avocados and your, you know, smoothies with some whey protein. All those um, fruits you're going to add in there. Those are great. Um, I look at it more of like a... Healthy carbs, healthy fats, and then like healthy proteins. And then there's a wide variety of things to choose from in those categories. So, you know, healthy fats, there's all the almonds and all the different nuts and then the avocados that girls love so much and, <laughs> and whatnot. And then there's the cuts of meat that are a little bit fattier. That's okay. Stuff like that. Um, wherever you want to get your fats from, there are healthy sources. Obviously, like Twinkies. No, that's not an right. ideal healthy fat source. Um, and then carbs. You know, long grain rices, um, whole grain breads, stuff like that. Just okay. I don't think sugar is the devil, but avoiding the super simple sugars is will help you feel better. So right for sure. Okay. Um, so what led you into starting this program, this this new <coughs> venture for you? Um. Well, I've worked at a gym for a little while now, and I never really thought too much about doing my own thing completely but the online fitness training and stuff that's becoming really popular i seen um, you were trying to make a video the other day wait which one instagram well, <laughs> the one with the laughing over and over yes and over and <laughs> that was horrible that was like 2 a.m i think was i was slap happy I, I, I was laughing but i was miserable. that was so funny um well let me to i mean, honestly james um Kind of, I don't know. He just kind of kept telling me, you know, about my potential and, and pushing me and, and saying what I had to offer. So why was I just sitting there not offering it or going after more when when I'm fully capable? And so we kind of sat down and he just, I don't know, it was this weird system of just like 
he would just ask me names of things that would like make me feel a certain way or spark my interest, and that's how we kind of came. Basically, I just just word by word. I just showed her all the like value she has and like how much information she's acquired over the course of her career. Like even when you were asking basic questions, like "Hey, what do I eat?" She wasn't like chicken. She was like, "Well, the micronutrient level." (laughs) Right. She's she's spent her entire life like like getting this information that can help a lot of people. But then I was like, why aren't you, you know, branding yourself and really make something that people say like, wow, I would really like to work with her and then, and, and go forward. And she was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I never thought about it. And I was like, well, let's come up with a name for it. And let's start working on it. She's like, what? And then, yeah. And then we, I, I did this thing that I do to help people spark ideas and uh, we brainstormed a ton of stuff together and we threw around ideas and then she was like, oh my God, I really like that. And then I went and built her a logo and. And uh, and then got her, you know, just kind of. What do you do? Like word associations? With Actually, people? yeah. I, so, so what I did is I <laughs> I, I pulled like a hundred words together that represent like the fitness industry first, and 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 then health and things like that. And I say the word, and the person rates it on a scale from one to ten about like how they feel. How does that word? Is that wow? I like that word. Just simple stuff at the start, and you narrow the list down, and then you start building combinations together. And your goal is to get something that that sparks you and makes you feel like, wow, that, that sounds interesting. There's something there. I like that. She was drawn to vital. And then the balance was the idea of like, it's not just nutrition. It's not just training. It's a balance between the two. So we came up with vital balance. And that was after a spreadsheet of probably a hundred words. Yeah. We were just laying down together and I was like, all right, you rate this word one to 10. She's like, what? I'm like, give me a number. She's like, I don't six. And then like we did the whole list together. And then by the end we made vital balance. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to work on a couple logos. And then I threw some logo ideas together. And then she was like, Oh, I really like that one, but I want it in this color. And then I changed it. And then she just started rocking and rolling. Now she's like telling me like, I just built this new client, uh, their full macro list on their, you know, and I'm like, man, this, this is awesome. You know? So I just like challenging people. I don't know. I have an obsession with challenging people. Now, as a trainer, though, you got to be challenging to uh, the people that are going to be your clients <coughs> and stuff like that. Do um, you find certain personalities easier to work with in a workout plan, or is there a certain personality that is very difficult to change their ways? I've been pretty lucky, I think, because I've worked with different personalities, and but I mean, I I don't I don't know I don't look at it as just like a job and you're my client and you come in and you leave like I develop relationships whether that's right or wrong with like all of my clients I care about all my clients um I mean my sessions always go over because we're just talking and just I don't know there's just the level of trust and understanding and stuff with them to where like I've had them cry break down all that stuff to say they can't do it and then I'll you know show them yes you can and they will And so just overcoming those little obstacles and getting over those little things together, it just, I don't know, maybe I've just never noticed the difficult people because, I don't know, I just look at it as like overcoming one little thing at a time and then they just change. And then they can just, I don't know, they gain a lot of confidence. Um, Okay, so you, you have goals set for these people. What about yourself? What are your goals you set for yourself, like, you know, on a daily basis? You want other people to, to reach their goals. What do you got for yourself to go for, though? I mean, right now, I would say that my main focus is just making, you know, vital balance into something, you know, making it, uh, everything it can be and taking it far because I know that what I do works and what I have to offer people. I have, you know, I have a lot to offer people and I want to help a lot of people and I can and, and I have. And just making this online market, which I can you know reach so many more people, 
um, I just really want to take that far and kind of like just max myself out as much as I can because I'm I'm not maxed out right now, and I just that's just my main my main focus. That's my goal, I guess, is to just really do something with this. So the big picture is just, to, just yeah yeah cool. Um, okay, so say. Um, what is different? I don't know. Did I ask this? I'm like thinking I already did. But no. what's what's different from your program from someone else out there? Like you say, there's a lot of online programs going on mm-hmm. right now. Like what what it's going to like set yours apart? It seems that a lot of the online things that are offered from these giant name celebrities in the fitness industry. Um, if you read down in the comments and stuff, there's all these people connecting dots of I got the same thing you got, and it's just this generic meal plan sent out to everybody. And so nothing's personalized, and everything that I do is extremely personalized to you, your dieting history, your goals, um, just every aspect of your life, basically, and, and what works for you. And um, uh, again, I don't really believe in meal plans. There's uh, something, I mean, it's pretty popular, actually. It's called IIFYM, if it fits your macros, and it's just counting your macronutrients instead of having a set diet plan. So you don't have to eat the same, you know, things every day or, or, you know, a problem is a lot of people don't do it. Um, You have to ask yourself when you start something, can I do this forever? And if the answer is no, you shouldn't start it and with the diet program or something. And um, with the macros, I mean, you can do it forever. You it's like budgeting. I always tell everybody um, there's a lot of room for like flexibility in your diet. If you're going out for dinner with your husband or whatever. You have your set carbs, your set fats, and your set proteins for the day, and you choose to use those how you want. If you want to have a really big, great dinner and save a bunch of your carbs, fats, and protein for that at night, that's great. You can have it guilt-free. Don't have to worry about it. And during the day, you just eat a little bit healthier. And so there's no restrictions because a lot of time with restriction, it just makes somebody you know want to go against it or want to – Oh, exactly. You know, You're like, I know I can't have this, but and I God, want it, it makes so me bad. want it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's none of that. You can have you know whatever you want if it fits in your macros. It's just budgeting. There's going to be days where you're not perfect. You go over, and then you can make up for it the next day, or just you know call it a wash. It's fine. It's just a very realistic approach to a lifelong or a long-term success in it, and that's why I just found it. It works so well for people. How far do you think, or how long do you think does it take someone to actually like it? It becomes like second nature. Um, well, you use an app to do it, um, so you're not just sitting there counting things all day. And once you get enough, because like you can I mean, s- like mentally, physically, they're like, I just don't feel it. I don't need that. Like, like uh, Juju was saying, she's like, I just don't, you know, the fat foods, the fried foods. It's just not. A lot of people don't yeah. want it anymore. What do you mean? Like, how long does it take? When so, you get to the point where you're not desiring the crappy food exactly. anymore, you just accept the lifestyle difference like like at what point do you switch to being like you know what this is the way i want to eat now i don't want the fast food i mean i think once you've just felt sick off of it enough time and stuff but again i don't know if i i feel like if you want to you know if you want to go to mcdonald's like after work and you have the macros for it like that's okay you can do it you know you're not going to do it every day because i mean you still only have a certain amount of macros it's a little heavy in them so, I mean, I just believe in total moderation and, and having whatever you want. While Juju, you know, might feel great on the healthy food that she eats, that's awesome for her. It's not a challenge for her to um, keep her weight down or avoid the bad foods. Some people are like that. Like, they just, it's not a challenge for them to say no to this or that. But most of the population it is, and they give in, and they give in too many times. And so, 
I just look at the flexibility of of counting the macronutrients is just no, no, there's nothing off limits, and so and if you fail one day, the next day you just start over. Yeah, or you can you know cut back a little bit if you if you went way over on your fats on Thursday on Friday, just come a little bit under. It's just it's really like low pressure. And it just seems to really work for people. It seems like that would be way more realistic to follow and maintain to because, I mean, every time I've seen diet plans, it's like boneless, skinless chicken breasts with asparagus. And and I tried that and went, I would literally shoot myself in the head (laughs) if I had to eat this every day. There's no way. And I mean, in all honesty, the IIFYM, it gets a bad rap because people just think it's an excuse to eat ice cream and Pop-Tarts all day. No, I mean, the majority of the food you're going to be eating is going to be... Healthy food is going to keep you fuller longer. It's going to be lots of chicken. You're going to eat your sweet potatoes. You're going to eat rice if you like rice. There's going to be those things that are really healthy for you that, that are going to fill you up. But, you know, if you have some extra macros at the end of the night and you want a candy bar, go for it. You don't have to feel bad about it. That's the purpose of mm-hmm. it. It's just it's guilt-free. Now, how does uh, macronutrients work with, like, uh, pharmaceutical medicines? Some medicines out there, a side effect, they put on weight. But you uh, can't live without them. The doctor says if you're not on it. You're going to have some problems. So, like, you're, you're already in an uphill battle because you're on a prescription medicine that causes you to gain weight. Um, is there something that you factor in with certain medicines that you, maybe your clients might be on? I haven't really run into that issue yet, but at that point, um, I know the information's out there. Um, my mom is actually in the medical field, so she's somebody that I can go to as well to get um, info and advice on the certain prescriptions, and she uh, as well is on certain things that'll. Uh, that uh, make you gain. And so I, I have a little insight into that world and what it's like. And it's, I mean, it's unfair and it sucks for those people. But there's definitely a way around it. There's not, you know, there is a way to lower your weight while still taking those medications. Um, it's just something that that medication I'd have to just do some more research on and, and just find the way around it. So personalized, like you said, with everybody. Yep, it'll be totally personalized. Nothing generic. So like the first session is like an interview? Almost yeah, yep. Like- Consultation, talk about your goals, get your measurements. Um, I always have everybody download the app. Um, there's a few out there. Track what they eat that has gotten them to this point, just so I know what you know an average day is for them. And then I take all of the numbers, um, I do some math, and I figure out what they, you know, I give them some numbers back. I say, okay, open your app. Um, you're going to have, you know, 200 grams of carbs did this today, uh, 60 grams of fat, and 150 grams of protein. And so every day they have those numbers, and they choose to hit them how they want. All right. We're being joined by Stacy Roy. Um, the company's called Vital Balance. Uh, where can people get a hold of you? That's the most important thing, so that you're just not on here and they're searching for you. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I guess the most place I'm most active is um, on my Instagram right now. It's stacyfit100. And... Um, my email as well. I, I work out of South Lion, um, Anytime Fitness in South Lion, so I can be reached there. They have a site and stuff on there as well. So Very cool. Yeah. Um, continue along. Um, okay, so you got me. I am. I don't live anywhere near South Lion, but we've already said I'm willing to drive out there. Um, I haven't been in fitness in over 10 years since before my second child. I have three. Um, Dangerously I, close to a litter of children. <laughs> Maybe. Just saying. I'm good with I think, it. I think at four it becomes a litter. We have four. Anyways, I'm over 40. Um, I have extremely <laughs> busy lifestyle. Like, uh, short, like, people say, well, I'm 
God, I'm, I'm broke. I don't got any money. It's like, we don't have any time. Like, we seriously have to plan into our time bathroom breaks sometimes. Um, yeah, and again, he brought up a good point with, like, the prescriptions. Um, at this point, like, I'm on prescriptions, and I think a lot of it has to do with my weight and stuff that has happened to me over the past 10 years. And I, my whole goal is, like, to... I want to be off of them. And I believe that if I lose the weight and get to a healthy lifestyle living, that I will be able to remove them from it. Except the Flintstone vitamins. Those stay with they you for so sure. <laughs> They're so good, dude. So, I could so eat 10 like, of those right now. And I'm not Careful, to you on the spot, on those, you walk around going, what do you do for someone like me? I'm coming in there and I'm, I'm twice the weight that I was before children. And granted, I was 24 at the time, so I don't ever want to be back at, you know, 100 pounds. But... You know, I want to feel like I don't want to walk onto the beach um, come summer and be afraid to put my bathing suit on without my T-shirt. So you want to cut your weight in half, switch your scale to kilos. (laughs) But, you know, I I don't have an unrealistic view of like, well, I want to look like that Victoria's Secret model because it's not my body type. That's not me. That's not my lifestyle. They get paid to look that way. So that's not what I want at all. I just want to be – I want to feel good about putting on smaller clothes. I mean besides uh, the medication part, I've worked with many women just really close to your situation, two kids, um, over 40. Um, I think my last client – I think I have a transformation picture posted yeah. on my Instagram. I did see that. That I did. was phenomenal. Yeah, She – I forget. I can't even – 236 or something like that down to like 140 140 or something yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so i mean um i mean she started out you know feeling the same way everybody feels the same way they're unhappy they they don't know their body and they're just sick of it and they're done what i i mean i don't know i don't really treat anybody too different you come in there you know we talk we figure out where your weaknesses are your vices you know your lifestyle and um you know you, you will write your macros um, if you are really that short on time, we can take your macros. You can tell me the kinds of foods that you like, and I can help you, you know, devise or, you know, create meals that you can pre-plan for yourself and pre-pack and bring to work or, or wherever you need to go. Um, I just, you know, you want it to be about what you like and, and what you want to do. You want to be as happy as you can in this process, and you can be. It's not a miserable process if you just do it the right way. Right. And so, I mean, in the gym, we'll start off slow. Nobody, I mean, regardless. Yeah, I wouldn't be, be able to, I was telling this morning, uh, I'm like, I wouldn't be able to walk a flight of stairs and not feel no. winded. Oh, you want that. I thought you were going to say not be sore. I was like, no, no. not sore. <laughs> yeah, it's sore too. But like I get up there, I, we, I walked up like 10 stairs today just to go downstairs, come back up to get him something. And I got up there and I'm like, oh, <sighs> that's hot. And I, I don't want to feel that way anymore. I've got three kids and I, I want to be. As healthy as I can and a good role model, especially for my daughter mm-hmm. going up to, to realize that. And she's probably a better role model for me because the girl only drinks water. She eats pretty healthy. She eats salad with nothing on it. No dressing. Um, so, But I want to be able to reflect that for her as well. I mean, you'll, you'll definitely, I mean, I know it's just broad with the macros and everything, but like I said, you'll learn how to eat healthy. You'll learn how to make the most out of those numbers that I give you. And you're always going to – you're going to gravitate towards the healthy food. And, and there's a million recipes out there and 
And there's so much out there. There really is. It's just overwhelming for somebody that's new to it because you don't know where to start. You don't know exactly. where to look. And so that's why it's great to have a trainer or somebody there, at least in the beginning, to, to help you you know, get set up and point you in the right direction. Because just as much good out there, there's, there's just as much bad. And so, I mean, in the gym, how it'll be for you there... I mean, I'm not. It'll be hard. I know. It'll be. It'll be challenging. It will be, but I mean, it it comes to you a lot quicker than you'd think it would. Um, Athletic history or not, it's just the way I structure it. It's not boring. It's always new. Um, You're not going to be walking. I don't think. I don't don't even think I ever have anybody step on a treadmill. I mean, there's nothing. It's it's fun. It's exciting. It's challenging. Um, And I honestly, you'll love it. You'll fall in love with the style of training. You really will, and you'll get the results from it. Mm-hmm. And that's ex- it, it's exciting. As soon as I stopped, I was talking to you over the Instagram the other day. I stopped and I talked to James for like two seconds on there, and I looked at Brad. And I go, I'm so excited. Okay. I'm like, this is like a whole new chapter, mm-hmm. and um, we're both really excited for this. Very cool. Well, once again, where can people find you at Vital Balance? Yep. Um, right now, I think the easiest place to find me is Stacy Fit One Hundred um, on Instagram. I would I would do your email too because you you've done a ton of business. That's how we met initially. Was she emailed me and I'm like, That's what twenty <laughs> year old emails anybody? <laughs> you know. But <laughs> I would say your email. Um, okay, it's Stacy At Fit at Gmail dot com. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna keep track of my progress. Yep. Um, on here, and uh, she'll be able to come in whenever she's available, and we'll see how far this gets me. Man, yeah, this is awesome. I think it's gonna be great. <laughs> You'll get where you want to go. I promise. I, I, without a doubt, there's not a single part of me that thinks I will be crying. I That's can promise normal. you. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I used I'm to throw crier. up every time I worked out. People still throw up. Yep, I've cried. I mean, I, I, that's my disclaimer. I will throw up if I work out. Well, I was in the car. I was in the car too far. I was in the car before. Um, I came in here and I was bawling my eyes out because I told him so scared to start this process because it's such a huge downer for me and I just don't want to feel this way anymore. You want to know what's super cool though? Look at how much I cry every time you're on. (laughs) Michelle, look how much emotion this brings out in you because it's that deeply of a desire for you to do this. So that, that should right there, even though it seems like it's the scariest that's actually the the driving force that should push you through this process is look how much it actually means to you. You know what I mean? So let's let's rock this. Let's take all that energy and run with it. And then, you know, a couple months from now, we'll be sitting down here being like, mm-hmm. oh, my Night God, <laughs> Rochelle is killing the game. <sighs> Stop making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And I I, ho- I hope that. uh this allows your business to get to the goals you want. I hope so too. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Stacy Roy. On that, we're going to keep the progress and then we're going to put vital balance. Any videos you want to share on the undercard or anything like that? We have a pretty good Facebook following and everything like that. Please do. Um, we'll, we'll gladly, you know, reciprocate the support, uh, put you on some of the shirts that we do and everything like that. And, you know, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. You too. Um, Juju, did you pick uh, your walkout song yet? I mean, this is important. I it's know. The stuff. James, James asked me the other day, and I was like, I'm not even thinking about it. He tells me it's the most important part of the game. So I'm a little freaked out, you know, went home, 
did some searching, couldn't find anything. Well, what do you normally listen to? I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen to a generic answer. I listen to pretty much anything. But I mean, there isn't a song that, like, you know, I can say like, oh, I want to walk out to this song. So I kind of gave James permission to pick my song. So what? do you think it's going to be something that's like catch me outside? One of those like you know anger songs, like just uh, bring out your monster, or do you think it's going to be something more on the lighthearted side to you know lift your spirits before you get up in there? Yeah, I mean, I um, I, I I'm not. <coughs> James, you can never go wrong with this one. <laughs> there you go. Penny Hill theme. Yeah, dude. Um. Yeah, I don't. I I don't see myself coming out to an anger song, so that narrows it down a little bit. But uh, well, I I, I didn't realize pick... how important walkout song was. Well, I I, I told James this. Uh, my nickname for the James is different uh, for than his nickname. I, I call him the Natural because of what what he he's done. I think he should come out to the theme from the Robert Redford The Natural uh, thing. <laughs> it, it, it picks up. It's instrumental, but to me, what James has done defies what society thought and you know it's those people that reinvent the wheel that is freaking awesome and so like i think going forward although james might throw it by the nay say <laughs> jimmy can you pull up the natural theme yeah give me for us <laughs> uh i love that theme i haven't heard it you've never heard the natural theme right. have you ever take watched out it? the take me out to oh, the ball amazing. game part oh, but gonna, it's just basically it basically about a baseball player who uh comes back but uh, he just had skills like unbelievable i i walked out my first two times to uh does anyone know does anyone know what my walkout was for my professional debut yeah what was it i didn't hear anything in the desander pavilion no that wasn't that was boxing <laughs> uh it was imagined by john lennon actually i walked uh-huh. out my first two fights with you know that you know that song because yeah. I, I wanted to send a message i didn't really care about getting hyped up i know i have the ability to win fights i just wanted to send a message and uh my next walkout is going to be something along those lines. It's been pretty cool, uh, but maybe down in the future I'll consider the natural. All right, here we go. All right, you got to take out the baseball. Hello, baseball. Hold on. fans. My name. <laughs> we got to go through the ad first. Here we go. Skip yeah. It's like Monty Python. <laughs> Love the natural theme. I have heard this. It escalates. Take out the take me out to the ball game part I, of it in the middle. I, no, I know you can't do that. I'm telling James for his oh, next oh. fight. Here, I'm going to skip ahead a little yeah, bit Yeah, skip here. it. Yeah, pass that part. I'm just saying, I could picture James walking in a big arena with us. It's coming. Wait for it, Juju. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it, I swear, people. TikTok. Just keep waiting. Still worth it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. There's the wall. I gotta go back. Hold on. Oh, oh here God. we go. Okay, here we go. It gives me goosebumps every time I hear this song. I have heard this. Can you imagine like a massive arena at this point? Yeah, I, yeah. So and funny. the lights just all kind of come down on you. Yeah. Smoke, a little bit of fog. I can feel it. Then the explosion. But this, 
<laughs> yeah. it's, it's just a suggestion. You don't have to take it. And then Robert Redford dies. <laughs> hey, Aww. not yet. Not yet. You could put, uh, see, he's never seen the natural, but he wouldn't get this. But you could put the Wonder Boy uh, lightning bolt somewhere on your fight trunks. I like, I love like costumes, themes, stuff like that. You guys know that. I mean, I walked, walked out as Darth Vader. I walked out as a nerd to one of my fights. I walked out as a couple of different, like Captain America once. Yeah. You know, I love that stuff. People remember that. Kids remember that. That's what I really liked. I, I have kids that still come up to me today and say, oh, I remember when you fought as Darth Vader. And that's hilarious, man. It just, it just makes a message for people. And we're sponsoring Juju. Uh, yeah. we, Thank you guys very much. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so that's, uh, we, we sponsored John Chalbeck for now almost a year, I think. Uh, Florida Keys kid. Right. Whether he's fighting MMA or or boxing, uh, we're, we're always with John Chalbeck. And so we're excited to sponsor you, too. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited. I know. Awesome. Do, you uh, have, do you have a nickname yet? Have no. you been... Nope. Say your full yet? name with your middle name. But, but you wait. Make it epic. Listen to this name. Shinju Jelaine Nozawa Uclair. <laughs> you don't need a nickname. Oh, that is your actually, name. Actually, okay. wow. very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you don't need any addition to that thing. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. See, you got the warrior spirit that James <laughs> talks about. Yeah. So you feel like you got the warrior spirit. You ready? I'm looking for it. It's somewhere in there. Being a little shy right now. Well, you but based I'll on find what it. you were, based on what you said to us, I think it was off air. You could be like, "Oh, I eat sushi too." <laughs> based on the story of the guy who was like, "Oh, really? You're half Japanese? I love sushi." <laughs> cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're cool story, excited. bro. Yeah, <laughs> we're excited. So let's uh, wrap the show up really quick. We want to thank our guest. Uh, let's go around the table. Uh, Tasha, thank you so much, Ring Girl, for uh, having some questions. We got James Gray. We got Stacy Roy. And we got Juju O'Clara. You can see Juju a week from this Saturday, February 4th, at the Joe Louis Arena. It's a Saturday before Super Bowl, so there's no excuses. Get there. Uh, nothing's competing against it. Uh, I can tell you what. I wrote the five reasons I like Donna Frio's shows, and it, it became like more than five reasons. So uh, his shows are epic. I mean, they're just their presentations down to the walkouts. Uh, you're in a big time arena. I mean, think about how much has happened in that arena, and uh, you're actually seeing fights in that arena. The, his ring girls are really good too. I, I might be biased, but the ring girls that Donna Frio picks, uh, the undercard ring girls, are always awesome. Four, he's been in the fight business a long time, so Donna Frio knows exactly what uh, the crowd wants. And then five, you know what? At the end of the day, the fights are always competitive, no matter when he was throwing them at the Palace of Auburn Hills or if he's fighting them at, uh, throwing them at Joe Louis Arena. I know, James, you've dealt with them a lot. I've seen Scorpion Fighting Systems uh, on a lot of his cards. So this is going to be fun. Uh, really quickly, uh, February 4th, Ticketmaster.com. Or you can buy tickets at the Joe Louis Arena box office. Or you can win a ton of tickets on our Facebook. Um, we just got to throw up more contests and stuff like that. Next week, Joseph Donofrio will be on the air with us. He'll be calling in the fight boss himself talking about it. And then did we have someone else yet? Yeah. Uh, uh, hold on. If I just See, that's what she's going to sound like when she's lifting weights with these days. Can you handle that? I want to be one I'm of those ready. people that right. like spit when they do it. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it's, uh, hold on. I pick things up and put them down. Exactly. Ken Wolfmack. 
That's right. He's the main event for the event. So uh, that will be cool, too. And he's uh, probably coming in studio. Right. And then oh, we cool. want to give a shout out to Vital Balance, which is uh, Stacy Roy's company. And uh, we'll continue to follow the progress. I mean, now's the time to work out for the the spring break in the the summer. You, right. you get to yep, summer, it's too play. late, right? Yep. Sure. Right. So we got to start working out right now. I know. But I'm excited for warm weather. Uh, so anyways, like thank you so much today. for everybody. <laughs> no, well, I'm still complaining. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 223. Take care, everybody. 220. This was 222. 222. Oh, we'll be back for 222. 222. <laughs>